The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Mythology Explained YouTube channel. Please note that there are two narrators for this podcast, myself, Silas, and Zach. Please enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome to Mythology Explained. In today's video, we are going to discuss Yggdrasil, the world tree, all the animals and monsters who live in it, how it's kept alive, how it fits into the grand structure of the universe, what it is, and what it represents. Let's get into it. Yggdrasil, the name of the world tree, is a compound word. Yg means something like terrible one, one of Odin's epithets, and Drasil is an ancient word for horse. So putting them together, you get Odin's horse or Odin's steed. This etymology connects to the myth in which Odin impaled himself with a spear and, thus transfixed, hanged himself from the world tree for nine days, the result of this torturous experience being his attainment of runic magic. As described in the appendix of the Prose Edda, the interpretation of the name Yggdrasil as Odin's horse, in conjunction with the myth in which Odin hanged himself from the world tree, possibly implies that ancient Scandinavians perceived a similarity between how a hanged person writhed and how a person bobbed while riding a horse. The world tree is an ash tree of cosmic size located in the center of the universe, and its branches, trunk, and roots connect all the realms of creation. Three roots support the world tree, one in Asgard, where the gods dwell, one in Jotunheim, the rugged wilderness of the giants, and one in Niflheim, the realm of ice where hell has dominion. Each root has a well next to it. The Well of Erd, where the three principal Norns are, is located in Asgard. The Well of Mimir, where Odin sacrificed his eye in exchange for its mystic knowledge, is located in Jotunheim. And the Well of Virgilmir, which is the source of a multitude of rivers, is located in Niflheim. The well-being of the World Tree is under constant threat the cause of which is a veritable menagerie of animals and monsters that gnaw at its roots and eat its leaves, as well as the decay of time. The Nidhogg, a monster in the form of either a giant dragon or a snake, as well as a swarm of lesser snakes, lurk in the network of its roots, incessantly gnawing at them. In Valhalla, the goat Hedron stands atop a roof and eats leaves from a branch of the world tree and from her udders continuously streams mead that fills a large vat that provides all of the Einherjar, the spirits of the slain brought to Valhalla, with drink. Also in Valhalla is the stag Eikthyrnir. He chews on the branches of the world tree, and a copious amount of moisture constantly drips from his antlers. Four other stags, Dane, Dvalin, Dunair, and Durathror roam the branches, eating leaves as they go. The three Norns at the Well of Erd nourish the root there with a mixture of mud and well water, keeping the tree strong and healthy, thereby counteracting the damage inflicted by all of the aforementioned animals and monsters. Additionally, there is a great eagle perched on a high branch of the world tree. It has deep knowledge of the world, and between its eyes is a hawk called Vedrifulnir. A squirrel, Ratatosk, meaning drill tooth, is in constant motion scurrying up and down the world tree. He foments animosity between the eagle and the Nidhogg by functioning as the intermediary who conveys the insults they trade. When the eagle cries an insult from his tall branch, Ratatosk races down the trunk and relays it to the Nidhogg, 
and vice versa when the Nidhogg roars an insult, Ratatosk races up the trunk and relays it to the eagle. The simplest way to imagine the universe as it is conceptualized in Norse mythology is a circle with a tree inside of it, the trunk running vertically through the center of the circle, the branches opening up at the top of the circle, and the roots sprawling at the bottom of the circle. The circle in this diagram is Ganungagap, the great void, basically all of the empty space that necessarily had to exist so that the advent of creation could commence. The idea of a great void being the first thing to exist is one common to the beliefs of ancient cultures. In Greek mythology, the great void is personified as chaos, the first deity to come into existence, and in Egyptian mythology, the great void is conceptualized as the waters of noon, an endless body of water containing all the potential of creation. Ganungagap is a great void, similar to what the universe would look like if you took all of the stars and planets out of it and its existence presupposes creation. And to illustrate this as mundanely as possible, here are a couple of analogies. You need a plot of land before you can build a house, and you need a room before you can fill it with furniture, and so forth. The tree inside of the circle is Yggdrasil, the world tree. It simultaneously exists as both a concrete component of creation and as an abstraction. As a concrete component, it very much is a real tree of cosmic size. In Norse mythology, it can be seen, it can be touched. It is the physical nexus that binds creation together. If Norse mythology were a lump of conglomerate rock, then all of the realms would be stones and the world tree would be the matrix that binds everything together. As an abstraction, it represents the dynamic and cyclical nature of reality, its perpetual regeneration the essence of which can be communicated through a series of dichotomies, beginning and end, life and death, growth and decline, youth and old age, etc. Zooming out as far as you can, this applies to everything that is Norse mythology. And to demonstrate this, we are going to look at the beginning and at the end of the age in which Norse mythology takes place. You have the very first event of the mythic past, the emergence of Niflheim, the realm of ice, and the emergence of Muspelheim, the realm of fire. These two realms coming into existence, marking the beginning of creation. Then, after years uncounted, you have the very last event of the mythic future, Ragnarok, an all-consuming calamity in which the world is consumed by fire and flood, and in which a coalition of monsters, frost giants, fire giants, and the undead cross the rainbow bridge, kill the gods, and destroy Asgard. But even this isn't a final end, only the end of the current age, the next age rising up from the ashes of the old, shooting up like a sapling that takes root atop the nourishing rot of an old stump. The water recedes, the fire burns out, and the world re-emerges in full bloom, renewed and revivified. Yes, gods like Odin, Loki, Thor, Heimdall, and Tyr are dead, but some of the younger gods, such as Thor's sons, and a couple of Odin's sons survive, and two gods, Baldur and Hod, return from hell to the land of the living, yet another representation of renewal within the grand narrative of Norse mythology, itself at its core, a story of renewal. Even humanity resurfaces, two people, Lif, meaning life, and Leipthrasir, meaning life yearner, survive, 
having found salvation in Hadmamir's wood, and presumably their survival was a new dawn for humanity in this subsequent age. And that's it for this video. If you enjoy the content, please like and subscribe. Thanks for watching.